0: Can you do it all together? Say, Treks in Sci-Fi. Treks in sci Perfect! Hello, folks. Is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose, almost weekly dose of geeky goodness. Took a week off last week. Today is June 27th, 2021. This is podcast 823, 823 Nothing significant at all about that number, I don't think, really. Um, but anyway, so today, uh, i trying to get myself uh, back in the groove here. It's been a couple of weeks since I uh, podcasted, you know, but I'm a seasoned pro, right? But today is going to be a show about, um, well, talk about my usual things, what I've been watching. Also, um, we'll be covering the, let's see, it's episode think we're up to episode three now. Going to do episode three commentary for Star Trek Discovery. That's the one when Burnham pretty much joins, gets finally gets to the Discovery after the two sort of two part sort of um, I was going to say season opener, but but. Um, uh, series opener is really what it was so that uh is uh, on tap for today episode three of discovery commentary along with some other things just uh to catch up on what's been going on with me hope everyone out there is well uh, and and healthy that's uh the most important thing of course pretty much almost every day but it seems even more so these days this last year or two but um everyone, uh, yeah. Glad you're here glad you're listening appreciate that very much and let's do this I'm Captain Kirk
1: ladies and gentlemen may I present the winners
2: of the 74th annual Hunger games we welcome down to-
0: I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life!
3: My name is Optimus Prime. I am the future of war. Resistance is futile. Drake flows from the force, but beware of the dark side. Oh, Iron mean, Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate, but it's a gold. Titanium. Oh, Lord I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't
0: do that. listening to trex and sci-fi all right folks i am back uh, again welcome uh to uh the show uh, welcome to the podcast hey how's everybody um want to first say uh that i uh, appreciate the patreon folks patreon.com forward slash trex and sci-fi if you want to support the show with some kind of monthly donation a dollar or two if you listen to the podcast uh if you'd like to do that very much appreciate it And for those that do that already, again, you guys are awesome. And uh, we'll be doing a chat sometime in July, probably mid to end of July, we'll be doing another Patreon chat. I got to work out the schedule for July later today. I think I'll work on that, decide what we're going to talk about. And yeah, probably be mostly a catch-up show. Maybe, Maybe I'll come up with some kind of a topic, but we've been trying to do that every basically once a season I'll call it uh, you know once once a quarter for business people like to talk like that right let's do it quarter you know how's this how's the uh, earnings this quarter and all that <laughs> uh you know I've worked a, a fair number of years and I I whether maybe I take pride in this a little bit but I I feel like I've never become a, a kind of really a true corporate guy in a way <laughs> I kind of do my own thing still for better, for worse, whatever, for good. I mean, it works for me. Everybody has their different styles. Uh, I've, um, one of the things for me, I don't know why I got off on this tangent, but um, I've always kind of been the same kind of person almost in in most situations, work, outside of work, podcasting. When I meet people, I, 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 I don't know how people can be that different. Some people really do it, I think. Some people can I, of course, can be more serious when needed, less serious when, when I feel like it or whatever. There's all different levels. Everybody has that. But um, I think the people that that kind of put on a different false front almost, I think that's kind of a stressful thing to put you, put yourself through. So uh, my advice, be yourself. <laughs> all right, enough about that. Why I don't know why I talked about that. So how's everybody? Hope everybody's good. Again, this is always a little weird after a couple weeks of not not podcasting in the last couple of weeks have frankly been a little um, a little bit tricky difficult a little odd. I hadn't really wanted to talk about this but I get I guess I will. We we um, we lost our dog a couple of weeks ago. She was older, 14 years old. She started to have quite a few issues. Uh, big golden retriever, Kaylee, and you guys have seen if you guys have listened to the podcast or follow the Instagrams that I do or Facebook groups and things, you guys know who that is. So that was difficult a couple of weeks ago. It's been really. It's I don't even wanna <laughs> don't want to talk about it too much. I'll just um, you'll you'll hear Rico crying or something. But it's it's you know that it's it's always a, and it's really weird to me too because there's quite a few people online that I know, some friends and things and family people and and just um, a lot of people have lost pets in the last month or two. You know, uh, I know Jen did. Uh, my friend Noah. You know, somebody I used to work with did. I don't know what it is. You know, mostly um, older dogs, I think. But um, yeah, 14 years for a big uh, golden retriever is is a is a is a very good run. She was she was great. So um, miss her every day. But um, all right, <laughs> here's a good segue. All right? <laughs> hey, uh, I just love pets. I, I I probably have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I was almost gonna be a vet, and uh, it just—I—I uh, I couldn't do it. I always felt like it would be hard to to do what I just had to do a couple weeks ago. But I don't know. There were other reasons, and uh, and I'm happy with my life and career and all that. But um, all right, let's try to put on a brave face, as they say. Even though I just said, you know, I don't change my uh, my how I am. <laughs> God, what kind of a weird podcast is this today, Rico? All right. Let me talk about what I've been watching. Let's just segue over to that. What what I've been been watching to distract myself, basically. Um, you know, shows have kind of dwindled a little bit now. I mean, you had the COVID thing. The, the TV season was all goofy. So, I mean, it's a lot of streaming stuff. I'm still watching things on the CW. I mean, the new Super Am- Superman and Lois show... I can't say enough good about that. I mean, if you're at all a comic book slash Superman fan, you really should watch this show. It, it, it's, I I have to say, it's probably one of the best incarnations they've done of Superman. Well, certainly on TV, I think. I mean, I love Smallville, but this isn't a, a, I think I've said it before. This is an adult an adult Superman with a wife, with two, two teenage boys. Um, I, I felt, you know, very, it feels very familiar in a way to me, you know, I have two boys, uh, and not, not the superpowers thing, although who knows, maybe Rico does, maybe, why am I talking to myself in the third person? (laughs) That's a, that's a sure sign of of psycho, um, you know, I'm a little messed up, but no, I mean, no superpowers here yet. Hey, you know, but, um, I do have, I've been vaccinated. So, you know, Hey, you know. Even though some of the people out there who are afraid of being vaccinated or don't want to, you know, they're like, oh, what it'll do to your DNA and your body. It's not doing anything but protecting you because the only people getting COVID still are people who aren't vaccinated. Essentially, it's like 1% or something of people who've been vaccinated. They're actually getting it. Look at the numbers. Look them up. There's my soapbox for that for today. Please, please get vaccinated. Protect the young ones that can't. I can't imagine being a parent and, and having kids. Um, that couldn't get vaccinated because it's not still available for really young kids, especially. And and not, you know, not being myself vaccinated, the adult of the family, you know, that just doesn't seem right. So, Um, all right, man, I'm spinning off into all kinds of things today. Aren't you guys enjoying this? Let's get back to what I've been watching. So yeah, uh, Superman and Lois is great. The Flash, this season's been a little weird. I, I would definitely say it's not the greatest. They're kind of going through a bit of a transition with things. Some of the cast members are leaving. Um, they haven't, truthfully. They kind of had a villain for a little while. Um, they've had a couple. Um, but it's, it, it certainly hasn't been a strong season. It's it's still enjoyable. I, I like the, Barry Allen. I like the actor, Grant Gustin, who plays him. Um, it, it's it's a, a bit of a more lighthearted show, you know, in a way. Although they have some, you know, serious stuff happen, but it's um, it's not quite as intense as, <clears throat> excuse me, need some tea, uh, as some other shows. But uh, it's it's fun. And um, the uh, Legends, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, the DC Legends of Tomorrow show, that's a crazy, goofy show. This, this season has also been a little bit weird. There's something that happened, and Supergirl did this too. Supergirl's off the air right now until like August, and it's in, in its final season. But... I have to think it has something to do with COVID, but two of these CW shows kept their primary character kind of off away from a lot of the rest of the cast. It had to do, it had, must have had something to do with COVID, but like, for example, this season, Supergirl was separated from most of the rest of the cast for, I think, up until the last episode, till they took their break. And, and then the, um, Sarah Lance on on Legends of Tomorrow. They also did the same thing with her, who's the more or less the leader of the Legends these days. So ah, it's weird. It's weird. They even managed on some of these shows, Legends especially. They were on this planet, and um, they they because of the atmosphere, they had to wear masks a little bit. I thought that was a pretty slick way to uh, to deal with the COVID thing. You know, you can walk around, you know, uh, with a mask on, and it and it kind of works. You know, it. Uh, they don't need to say they're. <laughs> hey, this planet has COVID. Why are we wearing these masks? Um, so I'm watching those. The, uh, a big thing. I guess we'll talk about. I'll talk about really uh, quickly here, briefly. But NBC. I think they're they're kind of NBC. You're dead to me because now they have gone and canceled both Manifest, which I've watched three seasons of. That's the one about the plane that comes back after uh, missing, being missing for five years. Um, and then they, that was got three seasons that I really thought they were going to continue at least, you know, once you get over kind of that hump of the first year, maybe or two, even you would figure they would finish it off. Right. And I think it was doing okay in the ratings. You know, I, I, I think it was most, you know, it wasn't terrible, but, um, uh, you know, they didn't finish the story and the, and the last episode too, I, I finished it off. I think I heard that they had been canceled before I watched the last episode and, oh, my gosh, it was left in such a huge, huge cliffhanger. It's ridiculous. So uh, I really hope they can manage to get that over to Netflix or somewhere and finish it up. I, it's not the greatest show, I'll, I'll be honest. It's It's been a bit murky, and, and I feel like they're getting into lost territory where I don't think ever the explanation is going to satisfy people very much. It's really gotten far out there. I mean – I, I don't believe there's truthfully a very reasonable scientific explanation for what's happened to them. They very much have been going down the path of it being sort of like, you know, uh, like God did something, maybe. Who knows? But And then the other show that NBC just canceled, uh, this isn't too much of a surprise to me because, one, it, it was only after its first season. And it also falls into this category of... A show that probably didn't have mass broad appeal, uh, but it was called Debris. Uh, I've talked about it. It's a it's basically a show about some alien spacecraft uh, pieces of it falling to Earth. Although, man, that must have been one big ship because there's a lot of pieces of it out there, and it also had to be able to handle you know flying through the atmosphere and not ripping into a million you know burning up basically. So. But beyond all that, I mean, it was a really cool show. It had a cool vibe. I think I've said before, it had kind of an X-Files feel to it. So it's, um, and I liked it. I liked the cast and, and I was intrigued, but uh, it, it's gone. So <laughs> I don't expect that one to be picked up really after a season. I, I don't think that'll be the case, but it, it's, it's really hard. You know, all these shows, especially in the sci-fi and fantasy realm, they're they're not standalone shows, episodes, they're arcs, they're stories, they're ongoing things. It's like Game of Thrones, for example. Can you imagine if Game of Thrones had been ended by um, HBO like midway or something? I mean, even then they kind of had to get George R. R. Martin to kind of tell them how things were going to go so they could kind of finish it up. And who knows how that's how exact that is to the way he's going to do it. If he ever finishes those books or whatever, but um but it's just these shows that are just an ongoing story. It's like reading a novel and you get halfway through the book. I don't need to analogize this. You guys know what I mean. But you get partway through and then somebody just pulls it away from you and said, nope, that's it. That's all you get. And I've said many times before that I I, I have always kind of still tried to, like, watch these new things that come out, support them. unless I mean, I kind of had my three-episode rule that I used to talk about a lot. Where I'd watch two or three episodes, and if a show grabbed me, you know, if I enjoyed it, I would keep with it, okay? No matter what, if I thought it was ever going to be continued, renewed, or whatever. A lot of people these days have been burned so many times that they, you know, they'll – they just kind of like say, no, I'm not going to watch any show until I know that they've actually, you know, finished it out. Uh, One of my rare exceptions in recent years is I finally, you know, I think after season – was it nine or something maybe, but I finally quit, you know, walking dead, the walking dead TV show, because it just, it started to really, <laughs> there was, it wasn't fun to watch at all. And, uh, it, and it was just too much rinse repeat of the same kinds of things happening to these people. Um, so I just said after the whatever it was not too long after the main character left the show. Maybe I, I watched one more season. I think after that, and that wasn't really the main thing, but it was just getting monotonous to me in, in the same thing. So hey, we're about fifteen or so minutes. So I'm gonna quickly wrap up what else I've been watching, and then I'll get into um, then I'll get into the um, yeah the whatever I'm trying to say, discovery episode. A uh, couple more minutes. So I did finally watch uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the final episode. I finally watched all the way through whatever. They had weird things. They had, They kept calling them parts, part one, part two, part three, instead of seasons or whatever. But anyway, I watched it all. Finally watched. I, I liked it. Uh, I, I, I think if you like those kinds of shows, characters, you know, it had sort of a little bit of a Buffy vibe. They they had their little group, her, her friends, that would kind of solve these things. The last season had its ups and downs. I felt um, I'm pretty happy with the way they wrapped everything up. I think it was a good show. Uh, and and I think um, how do you say her name? Kiernan? Shipka she was on. Uh, she started on Mad Men. She was super young then and played Sabrina. I think she did a good job. And by the way, this isn't too much of a spoiler, but there were a couple of episodes in the final part that uh, touched upon. They did they did kind of a little bit of a in a way a, a pretty um, I think a pretty unique way they crossed over with the old Sabrina. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but they brought that into in in a way, sort of alternate universe situation. But so if if that it, you know appeals to you at all, but it don't expect a ton, you know of you know that wasn't a big thing. It was you know basically an episode. So, um, but yeah, that was a fun show. I I have a one or two two left of, of that Shadow and Bone show. That's good. I, I, it's eh, I mean it's, you know, it's not amazing to me. There are a lot of people that really seem to love it. I know Kenny, I think really loved it. I'm okay with it. It's interesting. The characters are interesting. It's, it's a big story. It's based on another, you know, there's a million fantasy series out there. So, um, I, I find them sometimes they kind of all mush together a little bit. Um, there's some unique things about it, but I I think it's very well done, very well produced. It looks great and all that. Um, I, I want to start um, Sweet Tooth, which is based on a comic. I might start that actually later today. Uh, I'm watching this one. It's not sci-fi or fantasy really, but it's really good uh, called The Mosquito Coast. If you guys remember an old Harrison Ford movie uh, that they did, uh, It's this. the show, though, is completely different different than that movie was really different and i've not read the book it's making me want to read the book but it's really well done it's on apple tv um also mythic quest is on there really good show you guys should watch that if you're a gamer at all especially and they had a couple of really interesting episodes this season Uh, i've got about i don't know three or four episodes left to do i think But they had a couple of real interesting ones that kind of went back in time. There's an older character on the show. They call him C.W., and they showed him when he was a young writer and running into sci-fi authors like Isaac Asimov. I don't want to say too much more, but um, that was a really cool thing to see and for them to do. Um, And I've watched a couple of movies. uh, Nothing amazing. Uh, It's, yeah, I'm looking forward to that tomorrow war with Chris Pratt. I think it comes out this coming weekend, 4th of July weekend. So, uh, that should be good. All right. We're almost 20 minutes in. I'm going to take a break. Uh, that's probably a a good rundown of what I've been watching. Oh, I am one last thing on this. I am going to try to go out to the movies this coming week for the first time (laughs) since before COVID, uh, to see that fast and the furious, the new one, everything pretty much in Michigan is open now. No restrictions. Um, unless an individual business decides you you need to wear a mask inside the the state has has dropped all restrictions everywhere pretty much so it's uh it's over i guess um i feel pretty comfortable obviously out there i mean i've been vaccinated so um, but but uh, be careful with the little ones try to uh keep them safe and uh, and all that so all right i'm gonna take a break we'll come back with D- disco episode 3 and comment on that while i watch it
2: hi this is ashley victoria robinson i play ensign williams on the red shirt diaries web series and you are listening to rico on the treks and sci-fi podcast
0: all right here we go
4: previously on star trek discovery contact starfleet command tell them we have engaged the klingons how did the vulcans achieve diplomatic relations with the klingons starfleet doesn't fire first we have to stand down commander burner that's an order I'm sorry. This is mutiny. Move through tactical. We're locked on. Fire! Delay
3: that honor! Captain,
4: please. I'm trying to save all of you. Captain, warp signatures detected. Is it Starfleet? No. Those ships are Klingon.
1: Klingon. Yeah! Tekuvma
4: has anointed himself the next Klingon messiah. If you kill him, you make him a martyr. But if you take him as a prisoner of war, you give the federation leverage to sue for
0: peace. So, we're showing all the uh you know, first two episodes again, basically.
1: For the charge of mutiny, it is our ruling that the defendant
5: be stripped of rank and hereby sentenced to imprisonment for life.
0: It's a bit of a rough sentence, I always thought, truthfully. I mean, doesn't Starfleet in the future believe in second chances?
3: Ripped apart the bottom of the mine. Bam. 50, anyway,
0: 50. this is six months later. Uh, Burnham is on this like uh, warp shuttle right now.
3: War now.
4: I hear half the screws on telling are scumbag and Dorians. Dorians are cold in all the wrong places.
3: The three I killed were cold everywhere. I kinda talk got your shiny little panties in a bunch, Starfleet. What are you in for? Anyway, staying out past curfew. You don't know who that is. No. That's Michael Burnham, the mutineer. And the flesh. My cousin was on the Europa when it went down.
4: She and eight thousand others are dead because of you. Eight thousand one hundred and eighty-six. Proximity alert. Scanning. <laughs> Starbase 18, we've got some bugs in the works out here. You're going to need to put on an EV suit yourself and play exterminator.
3: Great. Hey, where are you going? Um, Hey, what's going on? Shouldn't somebody be flying this thing?
4: That species GS-54, an organism that feeds on electricity. It's feeding on the shuttle's power systems. Bay doors open. Unless the pilot can get rid of the infestation fast enough, they'll drain us of all of our power. We'll drift until our oxygen runs out, or we freeze to death. Whichever comes first. Um, did uh, you come back? Hello? Relax. The pilot's taken care of. Me. Warning, safety tether disconnected. Warning, autopilot malfunction.
3: We're all going to die. OK.
0: Burnham just sits here, you know, everyone else is panicking. Burnham doesn't care, you know. And then, on the view screen, or the screen or window, whatever, right above them is the USS Discovery. Pretty convenient, I thought, when I first saw this. You get to finally see a shuttle sort of being pulled in, you know, actually, like, lifted up and then pulled to the back hangar bay area. It's an amazing bit of effects. Scrolls across the whole ship, and then it scrolls out to see what the name of the ship is: USS Discovery, NCC one zero three one. All right. So, episode three, the D- Discovery, is the episode's called "Context Is for Kings." It's supposed to be kind of a little play on, I think it's a it's a line from Shakespeare, um, but the the idea of it is it's supposed to be a little bit on um the people will act and the characters act depending on how the context is it's kind of interesting that's what i was just talking about right earlier but um especially the character of um captain Lorca here who is is pretty much even though later on spoiler alert oh by the way spoiler alert here but uh uh, you know, he's from the Mirror Universe, but he's a man of action, a man of, you know, he, he fits during wartime, truthfully. A- and so this this time for him to be, you know, even though he's a mirror version of Lorca here, he kind of works, truthfully. So, all right, this episode uh, first aired October 1st, 2017, four years ago almost, uh, teleplayed by Gretchen Berg, Aaron Harberts. Uh, Craig Sweeney, a uh, story by Brian Fuller, Berg, Aaron Harberts, uh, directed by Kiva Goldsman. Um, in-universe date is November 2256. So again, this is roughly six months after the start of the Klingon War. And um, Burnham's basically, you know, a prisoner, you know, been convicted of mutiny. First time, apparently, you know, they announced or something that first time a Starfleet officer has been really convicted of mutiny ever in Starfleet. So they're now on the hangar deck, these prisoners, burn them. Pretty much got saved.
4: It's a brand new starship doing so far from the front lines. This is the USS
5: Discovery. My name's Commander Landry, I'm Chief of Security here. See, we're unloading all kinds of garbage today. even Starfleet's first mutineer. On me.
0: I still find it, it always still bugs me a little bit about really, yeah, did she mutiny? Yes. Did she cause the war? No, not really. The Klingons were looking for the fight. They goofed up. Georgiou really kind of goofed up, you know, in a way. So, I've always had trouble with the way this all went down. A little a bit vessel. she mutinied yes did she cause the war no not really
3: you ever seen a black badge before somehow this doesn't feel very scientific
5: mouths shut eyes ahead all right Starfleet says we have to feed the animals who's hungry
0: yes. so it's it's weird to me a little bit that they Kayla Oh Burnham! Uh, now they're in the like mess hall, and uh, that they basically just let them in there. Especially Burnham. You know, it's 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 almost like they're screwing with her a little bit. You know, and and why couldn't they have put them in the brig and had them eat there? It's 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 kind of goofy to me <laughs> this scene. It doesn't really add up uh, a little bit. I mean, it's it's a cool drama scene, but.
3: How about we make it eight thousand one hundred eighty-seven?
0: So security is there, and so they attack Burnham. The, the, ex, the, the guys from the uh, shuttle. Burnham's much better at this.
4: Captain wants to see you. Come on.
3: Oh.
0: Burnham was about to nerve-pinch one of the guys, and then she took them all out, pretty much.
4: Put him in the brig. Huh.
5: Yeah.
0: What do you think? Put him in the brig? Maybe to begin with, Landry.
4: Vulcan martial arts, huh? Susmana. Vulcan should stick to logic.
0: Landry is so short. I mean, I've seen Senequa in, in person, and she's short, and Landry shorter than her. So they're on the bridge now. Saru's in the captain's chair. So everybody's a little bit freaked out to see Burnham after six months and everything that happened on the, on the Shenzo. So now she goes into uh, no how deep in Lorca's ready home. room.
3: I always feel like you can see home, don't you think? Maybe it's just me. Forgive the lighting, the lack thereof, a recent battle injury. There's nothing they can do if I want to keep my own eyes, and I do. I have to suffer light change slowly. I like to think it makes me mysterious. No? Captain Gabriel Lorca. Welcome to Discovery. Yeah, don't be shy. It was a family business century ago. That was before the future came and hunger, and need and want beard.
0: He has these fortune course, cookies, you know, come back now on his desk.
3: Thanks to you. Michael Burnham, the Michael Burnham on my ship. When I saw your name on the shuttle manifest, I. Reread your file. Pulled up your court-martial transcripts. Here's something.
4: Captain, what am I doing on this ship?
3: I guess you might have to ask that storm out there.
4: I received no warning that I'd be transferred to another prison facility, which is customary. And my shuttle changed course halfway through the journey.
3: Maybe the universe hates waste. Sir question is, what am I going to do with you? When I put you in the brig, someone's going to die, and I don't have the time for that kind of distraction. You have training in high-level quantum physics, don't you? Engineers tell me it's going to take three days to clear the lightning bugs out of the prison shuttle. I have something on deck that requires every trained mind available. You're going to help us out. No. Excuse me.
4: No, thank you. Respectfully, I owe a debt for my crime. And it'd be best I'd prefer to serve my time without getting involved.
3: (laughs) You think I care what your preferences are? Until your vessel's repaired, you'll be assigned to quarters and put to work. I'm not a chauffeur. There's no free rides on my ship. You were once a Starfleet officer. I will use you or anything else I can to achieve my mission.
4: And what mission is that, sir?
3: To win the war, of course. send everyone home, safe and happy.
0: Dismissed? Yeah, you know, the the, the thing that I like about this in a way, and of course this is, you know, Mary Universe lurk, but...
5: You're on day shift. escorted at 0800 hours. When you're not working, you're confined to quarters. Working on what? <laughs>
0: I've always, you know, even a even modern prison, I always kind of have a little problem with because it's like you just stick a person in a room forever. I mean, why not use them? Why not try to make them useful, make them work, do things? Humans aren't really good as we've seen over the last year and a half, even with, you know, luxuries of television and movies, but... Putting somebody just in a box is, is, is kind of a waste, and for a lot of people, it's not This is so right.
2: neat. They, uh, they told me because of my special needs that I couldn't have a roommate, which was kind of a letdown because a roommate is like an automatic built-in friend, and, and then they told me that I was going to have a roommate, and so now I, I guess that's you. And um, um, Hi, I'm, I'm cadet Sylvia Tilly.
0: Burnham's just laying on her bunk. Apparently Tilly doesn't know who Um, this is at this point. My
2: instructors advise me to work on that.
4: Why are you nervous?
2: I'm trying to decide if I should tell you that you took my bed. Seriously? I know, they look the same, but um, I'm allergic to polyester and viscoelastic polyurethane foam. It results in chronic snoring. This is why I wasn't supposed to have a a roommate. No problem. What's your name? Ugh. Michael. I never met a female named Michael before. Do you think that suits you? I'll call you Mickey. I think that's a little more approachable.
4: No, you won't. Oh yeah, no I won't.
2: The only other female Michael I ever heard of was Michael Burnham, (laughs) the mutineer. You're not her, are you? (laughs) Are you? (laughs)
0: You know, Tilly, for being so smart, like, how would she not not know? What's going
2: on? You weren't briefed? No. Well, then I can't tell you. I'm sorry.
0: So this is interesting, you know. So during Black Alert, there's this weird effect in the quarters there that happens that...
4: Tilly? What the hell is going on on
0: this ship? Very mysterious, right? <laughs> uh, I love Jason Isaacs' Lorca. Let me just say that, too. He's he's fantastic. I, I really do miss Lorca quite a bit. Saru. First officer, Saru.
1: With me, please. You're famous. They all want a peak.
4: Congratulations on your promotion. Mm,
1: thank you. The powers that be were impressed by my actions at the Battle of the Binary Stars, but upon my own reflection of that day, my only wish is that I could have done more.
4: I understand. Blueberries. Once in prison, don't taste the
1: same. I suppose that is a function of the environment you were eating them in instead of a food synthesizer issue.
4: I suppose so. Did you believe it? So many people with so many places to go
1: on Discovery. Our facilities can accommodate three hundred discrete scientific missions, a Starfleet record.
4: So this is a science vessel.
1: Ah. Uh, you've been assigned to engineering. Lieutenant Stamets will task you with specific duties.
4: Saru. First officer, Saru. I saw a recording of the speech you gave at the captain's funeral. It was beautiful. I never thought I'd get a chance to say this to you. I think about what happened every day, all the time. I owe you. I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. Yes.
1: I believe you feel regret. But in my mind, you are dangerous. Captain Lorca is a man who does not fear the things normal people fear. But I do. And you are someone to fear, Michael Burnham. I just want to get back on
4: that shuttle, Commander. I won't make any trouble for you here.
1: Well, that is certain. But if you try, know that I intend to do a better job protecting my captain than you did yours.
0: Ouch. <laughs> It's really interesting, still, to go back now, how much these characters and and their, their interact, you know, relationships have changed over the seasons. You know, they're, they really bonded, and it's, it's really looking good.
4: looking He's
2: in there.
0: You know, when you think about the other- is area's
2: off limits. No entry without a breath print. Starfleet doesn't keep its engineering labs classified. This is Discovery. I recommend you find a station.
0: Um. What I was gonna say is, some other shows have not nearly had the the character arcs that the that this show has had. Um, Sorry, in these Trek.
2: stations. Uh, we we have assigned seats.
0: So like she walks into this place, you know, and there's like, uh, well, what am I doing here? What am I supposed to do? And everyone's like, who are you?
4: I'm Michael Burnham. I was assigned.
5: Who gave you an assignment? I'm the only one who gives assignments around here. So you're the one Lorca sent? Yes. The mutineer? Yes. I was told to expect a Vulcan.
4: There may be a misunderstanding. On my part? Yes.
5: No. You're making this very complicated.
4: I was raised on Vulcan, and I attended the Vulcan Science Academy. My
5: uncle Everett plays in a Beatles cover band. It hardly makes him John Lennon.
4: I'm not sure I'm following.
5: Well, if Lorca thinks you are such an asset, reconcile these two suites of code. Go somewhere else, please. It's not like we have assigned seats.
0: So, um, Stamets has grown quite a bit too, you know, he's he's pretty cold and pretty frankly a jerk. I mean, obviously it's Burnham, but he's a jerk to pretty much everybody in the early days. So this is a cool little effect that they do here to show a passage of time, they have people like moving in out of the scene, people sort of will fade oh, Last night,
5: Experian 12. Why so conservative? Is Lorca holding you back? No, he's always pushing us for more. I'm sure that our rate of progress is his life's biggest disappointment. By the way, 12 is a perfectly robust number, Strahl. Where's the Glen? Experian 240. I hate you. How? A recent breakthrough. I hate you. How? All I can say is there are unexpected benefits to not growing your own. Right now, we have to finish getting ready. Tonight we're going for Spirian 900. That's not possible. Don't be like that. You're one of my oldest friends.
0: We've been working on this for 12 years. When we succeed, both our names are going on the Z-Magnese Prize.
1: I'm not
5: jealous, oddly. I'm worried. That displacement is too massive. It's not safe. It is now. I worked out the kinks. Lurker. I despise lurkers.
4: I'm struggling with these equations. Initially, I thought I was dealing with quantum astrophysics. But as I got deeper in, biochemistry came into play, maybe even a form of gene expression. This is actually like
0: Windows
5: code here. Why would I tell a prisoner of the Federation who is essentially a temp the details of my top secret research?
4: It's your call. But either way, this line here, it's a mistake.
5: You can go, lurker.
4: Submit breath scan for entry. Lieutenant Paul Stamets.
0: So um, they use this breath scan to get into where the spore drive stuff is and um, <laughs> So Tilly's kind of drooling in her sleep, and, and uh, Burnham grabs some drool off of her, essentially.
4: Submit breath scan for entry.
2: Cadet Sylvia Tilly.
0: And and Burnham, even though you know she didn't want to get involved, but now her curiosity has been piqued, and she she goes into the room, obviously using Tilly's DNA. Relatively easy to get, truthfully. And now she sees the uh, <laughs> the spornanium or sporanium or whatever you want to call it where all the spores are grown for the spore drive.
4: Incoming to tweak transmission the volume. I don't know if I've got the... Lorca, Gabriel, Above top secret?
0: Above top secret how can it During be the last above hour, top secret? Black
3: alert maneuvers, there was an incident on our sister ship, the USS Glen. The entire crew was lost. What happened? Was it a bloom failure? Sending a boarding party to find out. Lieutenant Stamets, you'll accompany Commander Landry and ensure that everything related to the project returns to this ship. Why not just transport what we need from the glen over to us? The room holding the equipment is shielded. Shielded? It's curious. Indeed. Let's not indulge that curiosity. It went down by Klingon territory. Let's get in and get out. Really? We're running drills near Klingon space? We are at war. Lieutenant, I'd appreciate a day going by without me having to remind you of that.
5: Well, Captain, I will need to take a team with me. You know, for the cumbersome, annoying science part. Make a team. Do it quickly. And take Burnham with you. Sir, it's one thing to make her a data-cruncher in my lab, but to integrate her into this project at such a
3: deep level... I understand that you lost a friend today, but this is not a democracy. You understand? Yes, sir. Number one, you we'll with Burnham aboard the Shenzhou. What is your assessment of her abilities? Her mutiny aside,
1: she is... The smartest Starfleet officer
3: I have ever known. Huh. And he knows
0: you. (laughs) Slam down, Mr. Stamets.
2: I can't believe you picked me. I mean, obviously, I'm the best theoretical engineer on the ship. That's really why I was fast-tracked at the Academy, but this is my very first boarding party. (laughs) Kind of hard to believe, right?
0: So I guess what I heard read and... On memory alpha about this so, episode um, is this went through some different iterations of what was going to happen to the glen Yesterday, they changed the I name of the ship a few times
2: because, um, it's really but they essentially that wanted a, an accident to happen if i was seen with you
0: kind of distorted
2: i understand it's okay no it's not okay i have this character flaw i care too much about what other people think about me but you don't care if, like, everybody hates you. <laughs> no, that came out wrong. Um, Disco 1, maintain I course
1: s- and speed.
2: I think that you could help me. You're a nice kid, Tilly. I'm not staying long enough to make friends.
3: We're dropping out of warp, approaching the Glen. Disco 1, confirm visual acquisition.
5: You see the etchings on the hall? It's evidence of catastrophic basidio sac rupture.
4: Basidiosac? sac? That's an unfamiliar term.
5: You're out of your depth here, non vulcan number cruncher. Seen and not heard, please.
4: Basidia refers to spore-producing structures. The numbers I've been analyzing have been consistent with organic structures. You mentioned the term bloom. That typically refers to biological- Are sp- you
5: trying to show everyone how smart you
4: are? I'm trying to get up to speed so that I can help with this mission. And what is our problem based, biology or physics?
5: Are you really so naive as to see them as different? Sir? At the quantum level, there is no difference between biology and physics. No difference at all. And you talk about spores. What are they? They are the progenitors of panspermia. They are the building blocks of energy across the universe. Physics and biology? No. Physics as biology. All right. I became an astromycologist because of awe. Awe at the miracle of life. I met Strahl, and we formed a partnership. We would get to the veins and muscles that hold our galaxies together. We would find truth. We were happy in our lab. Then your war started, and Starfleet co-opted our research. They split us up. They put us in charge of two different teams so we could work twice as fast. Not for truth, or to further Starfleet's mission statement of diplomacy and exploration, but for war. And now my friend and his colleagues are dead because of our research. And I have to live with that, but if you think that I'm okay handing
4: my life's work over to that warmonger Lorca, you're wrong. Lieutenant Stamets, I sincerely have no idea what research you're involved in. I never even intended to be here.
5: Well, if... Lorca wants you to be here. I'm afraid your intentions are less than moot.
0: Anyway, so the Glen here, good, 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 little discussion there. So the Glen here is is pretty much a, a sister ship, mirror image copy of Discovery.
5: Stay with the ship. I like the fact that you know this Kirstie, idea that they kept out.
0: two different groups going on this mission. Um, total side point, it just popped into my head. But Andy Weir has got a new book out called *Hail Mary*, which is great. All so check that out. He did *The Martian* be shot. a few years ago. Is
5: that normal? Nothing's normal after an accident like this.
0: Stambitz is really such a jerk in these early episodes, <laughs> but I kind of like him. You know, and I kind of get it too. Being a science guy, you know, this has been a constant throughout history of science being turned into things. You you know, the science guys who develop don't want you know the atom bomb, and now they're finding all these crazy bodies that are all twisted and misshapen. Anticipated injuries like this, like they had a like a transporter accident. Scan to
5: determine if. Helical trauma to the body is related to the spiral markings on the ship's hull.
2: There's correlation.
5: Engineering is this way.
0: So Burnham just saw this creature running through the corridor briefly. There's a real, of course, um, alien kind of vibe at this point. The ship's dark. All these people are dead. You know, it's it's uh, pretty creepy. Pretty creepy stuff. <sighs> Stamina should also have kind of an idea Look. here because he talked to this guy before they did. This. Klingons. Yeah, there's a Klingon. Uh, Could
2: this mean that they know about the device? If
0: they weapon do, on the floor there. It's all over. So, you've got a couple of security, you got Stamage, you got Burnham, you got Tilly, Landry. Always sparks flying, you know, flashing lights, doors doors jammed on uh, someone, basically. It's like somebody's boot is basically all that's left keeping this door open. There's a couple of- uh, Why aren't
5: their bodies braided up? Because they didn't die in the initial accident. They probably boarded after spying a crippled Federation ship with no life signs. They beamed on to steal our tech.
4: What the hell could do this to a dozen fully armed Klingons?
0: That's a good Over question. Here. What could kill a, a dozen fully armed this Klingons? This hull is
5: double reinforced. What could tear through this metal?
0: Something bad and maybe it's time to leave. <laughs>
2: You in the shadows, show yourself.
0: So there's a Klingon here that's still alive.
5: Is he shushing you?
0: Oh, and then the, uh, and then the beastie grabs you.
4: Run! Engineering
0: pretty cool scene where they pull the guy back towards the target. <laughs> that <lose> to kill <laughs>
4: What was that thing?
5: Burn him. Download the ship's logs. Tilly, pull all telemetry and check the spore containment status. Oh, God. I'm sorry, my friend.
0: Super gross seeing somebody's body all twisted.
2: Log that is corrupted. There's some kind of navigational hack over here. Yeah, what you're getting, please.
4: This is coming with us. Help me get it off. Jammed. Yeah. There's some
2: kind of device in the reaction cube.
5: Well, we'll take it with us. Can we go now, please?
4: I'm not gonna burn through this in time. What are you doing? One well, Federation ship is pretty much like another, I hope. I need a phaser. Mutineers don't get phasers. You won't kill
2: it. I'm not trying to kill each other to piss it off. <laughs>
0: Burnham's sort of leading the creature away from the rest of them. Sort of the She's in, like, uh, you know, some kind of conduit. The rabbit Jeffrey's hole went tube. Straight on, like a tunnel
4: for some way, dipped suddenly down. So suddenly that Alice had not a moment to think about stopping herself, but instead found herself falling down a very deep well. Burnham, we're in the shuttle. What is your location? Jeffrey's tube. Elevate the shuttle 200 feet, rear quarter, and all the shield replacement units. Open the top hatch. She was now only ten inches high. Her face and body brightened up. She
0: so Amanda would read Alice in Wonderland little to spot her second. She crawled her way to where the shuttlecraft bay is and then dropped through a door and, and got into the shuttle. That was a good scene. A little dark, you know, but um but creepy and uh and and well done. This is a great episode, truthfully. It, it really is. It introduces everything. Discovery, the other characters you haven't seen yet.
4: Permission to enter the bridge. Commander, um and, Requested my It kind friend. of establishes
0: Commander. a lot of things.
1: Commander Arium, you have the con. The Other prisoners are being transferred to the shuttle now. It's scheduled to leave within the hour. I'll be on it, sir.
0: No, I don't think you
1: will. Unnoticed that during your time on this ship, you conducted yourself in a respectable manner. And from what I understand, you were invaluable to the boarding party, which I was pleased to hear since I was the one who recommended your involvement.
2: I appreciate
1: your faith in me. You were always a good officer. Until you weren't.
0: That's the way it is with everything.
1: you You are a valuable asset. It is a loss for Starfleet.
4: Thank you.
3: Well, there she is. Captain. Michael Burnham? I'd like to extend an official invitation to you to join the Discovery and be a member of our crew.
4: Sir, I've been court-martialed and convicted. Don't worry about
3: Starfleet. They gave me discretion to fight this war however I saw fit.
0: I can do what I want. You get a job. I can't take you up on your offer. You're hell-bent on self-persecution.
4: That's not it. Not all of it, anyway.
3: Why wouldn't you stay?
4: Let me answer your question with a question. Why do you want me to stay? I'm not here by accident. I think you brought me here. I think you've been testing me.
3: And why would I do that?
4: You're developing some kind of experimental technology, some kind of spore-based biological weapon. The kind of weapon that is explicitly forbidden by the Geneva Protocols of 1928
0: and 2155. And well, you know it's a war, and we can do what we want.
4: Enter me. A mutineer who intended to wage unsanctioned war on the Klingons. A trained officer who's been banished from Starfleet. And someone who would presumably do anything to get out of their life sentence in prison. Including illicit weapons tests. Like whatever went wrong on the Glen. Enter. You. Indeed. I'm not who you think I am.
0: Yeah, I think Before you are. I
4: was a mutineer, I was a first officer in Starfleet. I'll never bear that rank or any other again.
0: Well, don't get too far ahead and of yourself. you who I am. Give yourself a and few I years. I will always
4: be. It is by the principles of the United Federation of Planets that I live, and by them, I will most certainly die.
3: I know who you are, Michael Burnham. I know exactly who you are. I know you love being right, but I suspect that you hate me wrong even more so. Let me stop you going down a path you'll regret. Computer, two for sight to site transport. Captain's ready room engineering test bay
4: confirmed
3: energize if you'll be so kind
0: so he's getting nearer into the uh, the spore room in the engineering section you know if you know the show, you know where they are. Of course, it's which weird to me that nobody else is in there at this point in time during the day. Mycelium
3: spores, harmless, harvested from the fungal species Prototaxidus, Stelaviatori, which we grow in our cultivation bay. Did you know that? Because you broke in. We're not creating a new way to kill. We are creating a new way To fly. An organic propulsion system. The Glam was traveling on these when disaster struck. You yourself have jumped across the mycelial network. Nothing bad happened, just the ship's walls got a little damp. That's all. Black alert. Now, discoverage leaps have measured only in the hundreds of kilometers. A sad statistic, which is a source of some tension between myself and Lieutenant Stamets. But our more advanced sister ship, before she crashed, was traveling back and forth in the beta quadrant, 90 light years away in 1.3 seconds
4: how do you travel on spores
3: imagine a microscopic web that spans the entire cosmos an intergalactic ecosystem an infinite number of roads leading everywhere
4: the veins and muscles that hold our galaxies together
3: now if the discovery can be anywhere and gone in an instant that's how you beat the Klingons that's how you win the war and we must win the war That's just the beginning. Imagine the possibilities. I'll see where they're going, where they've been. Or where they could take us. Hold tight. Blink, you're in the lorry. Blink, the moons of Andoria. Blink, you missed Romulus. All those planets, all those places, all those species seen and yet to be seen.
0: So this is pretty cool. He's, you're at home like it never happened. He's appealing to her, you know, her science side, her wonder, sense of wonder. I did choose you.
3: And not for the reasons you think. Your assumption that the Klingons were waiting in ambush at the binary stars was predictive. You chose to do the right thing over and above what was sanctioned. Even a great cost to yourself. And that is the kind of thinking that wins wars. The kind of thinking I need next to me. Universal laws for lackeys. Context.
0: Yeah, basically, you do what you need to do. What's it to
3: be, Michael? What's in your future? What do you wish for? Atonement? Redemption? Maybe the assurance of the captain you lost didn't die in vain. You helped start a war. Don't you want to help me end it?
0: So he hands her this fortune cookie, kind of, uh, as a symbol, sort of. Hey, you know, come join me. Man, I like this Lorca guy, you know? Even though he's Mirror Universe and had a whole other thing going on. So Saru is in, uh...
4: Shuttle for prison colony cleared for warp.
0: Saru is having a little tea, but his little ganglia, his fear ganglia, sort of jump confused a little bit.
2: (laughs) I thought you were on a prison shuttle. I'm still here. Hope you don't mind. I'm glad. Here's a, a thing most people don't know about me. I'm gonna be a captain someday. The thing is, is that there are still some things I need to learn. And I know that you were one of the most highly regarded first officers in Starfleet. and I have read everything there is on Giorgio, Captain.
4: Captain Giorgio, of
2: course. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It's okay. Wow, is that a book?
4: When I was a kid after my parents were killed. My foster mother on Vulcan used to read it to me and her son. She and I were the only humans in the house. It's how I learned that the real world doesn't always adhere to logic. Sometimes down is up. Sometimes up is down.
0: So she gives uh, Tilly her, lost, her copy of Alice in Wonderland. What
2: was, what was her name? Amanda.
3: SS Glen is no more. Sad to see a ship like that go. Just a ship. So, is our new guest settled in? Aye, sir. Snug as a bug in a rug. And I think we will spend some time together this evening. Thank you for beaming it aboard.
4: Anything, anytime, Captain.
0: Dismissed. So I guess there was a little subplot going on that uh, Landry and Lorca were uh, were kind of an item and sleeping together. Oh, now we get to see um, uh, the uh, little menagerie that uh, Lorca has this this alien room of stuff, and he looks through this little force field. Tardigrade, which becomes pretty critical, pretty important. This is when you start to kind of sort of suspect a little bit Lorca's kind of a little, he's either crazy or something's weird going on, you know, this this, this little menagerie he's got is pretty crazy, so, um, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Episode 3, Context is for Kings. I think it's really a great episode. It, it's it's kind of thought of. I dialed down the music a little. It's kind of like the, in a way, the pilot for, um, for oh, I actually, actually when I'm streaming versus on Paramount Plus, the music ends pretty quick there. Uh, but the uh, what I was going to say is this is kind of a pilot for Discovery. The you know the first two episodes were on the Shenzhou with O and Burnham and all the war started and all that. And then you get into this episode and uh, and then you really learn what's going on here and you start to feel like, uh, wow, hey, there's a lot happening. And the spore drive is revealed, Discovery, the, the uh, rest of the cast, the crew that you see, um, this little mix of some of the people that Burnham used to know with uh, with Saru there and everything. Yeah, it's, it's really, really well done. Great to watch again. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I'm just gonna sign off here, and I uh, hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week. Uh, I will. Um, let's see. Next week is Fourth of July, right? I'll try to do something. I might even do a crazy little, you know, vidcast—a short, little, brief one. Maybe I'll just uh, talk about something, some pick some topic, and 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 do something around the house here, uh, somewhere out of out of my normal c- context. <laughs> I, that word stuck in my head. Context is for kings. It's a great title for the episode, and yeah. So uh, I will try to do something next week, uh, and uh, just keep an eye out on the forum group. Uh, the old, the, you know, not the forum. What am I trying to say? Most people are over on the Facebook group. Yeah, Facebook. That's what I was trying to say. I already talked about uh, Patreon, and yeah. Again, always, guys. Thanks so much for downloading, listening. Hope this was enjoyable uh discovery if you've never really jumped into it you, you probably should it's it's really a good show all i ask for everyone you know there are people that don't like these newer treks i do i enjoy them um all i ever say is hey give them a try try a few episodes if you don't like it that's fine uh i'd be I really i'm always surprised if people have really given it a try that they don't like it i, I just find that it's it's really an interesting cool show and don't get too hung up on you know the what some people some do, which is, well, that's not st- like Star Trek. It's not Star Trek. I'm like, Star Trek can be a lot of different things. So that that's you know, good old edict, infinite diversity and infinite combinations. You know, keep that in mind. So, uh, but super well done, great stuff, great actors, great great uh, stories, and a you know looks amazing, and and it's um, yeah. Yeah, and I think Discovery has really come into its own too over the last few seasons. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things, and unlike like I was talking about Walking Dead earlier, Discovery is really quite a bit different every season, and and they and they don't they've not gotten into any kind of weird rut, and uh, they keep trying new stuff. So I, I commend them for that. So, all right, everyone, take care of yourselves. Happy uh, upcoming um, Independence Day, Fourth of July for the U.S. listeners. Uh, that's, that's, uh, really good. And, and, uh, like I said, stay safe, get vaccinated. If you haven't stay, uh, stay healthy, uh, and well, be careful out there driving. If you go on any kind of long drives over the 4th of July weekend, I know a lot of people do, um, but just, uh, yeah, stay well, everyone take care. Bye-bye.
3: This has been a wee dusty podcast production.